life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? episode of the glory and our stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr on this episode we'll be talking about harnessing your gift harnessing your gift uh if you do hear noise like this ongoing humming like a like a refrigerator running uh type of noise because i'm at the i'm on the first floor of augusta university um i think this is um finals time so you may hear students coming in and out, uh, getting out of class. Well, they should be obviously they're done with class now, um, but they're probably you know scattering around trying to find pockets of, of of space and time to study. And I remember those days. I was I was a huge procrastinator. Man, I was I was a terrible student, college student. All that all this potential, but no effort. I didn't have a drive didn't have a vision um, but that last semester I told myself I am going to graduate um, hard and well and I did that was the best semester I ever had in my life that very last semester and it was also the most difficult because I was promising myself that I'm not going to prolong me graduating anymore I felt like I should have graduated and 2012 I ended up graduating two years later um, but God knew what he was doing because I actually ended up graduating with my uh, with my wife uh, who was then my friend <clears throat> so we weren't even dating at that time I actually had a girlfriend um, anyway so um, but while I'm speaking on this uh, I just wanted to uh, express how how humble and, and, and honorable it is to have uh, have graduated college um, to have gone here um, I enjoyed all seven years because it was I, I, I grew a lot here um, I tell people all the time it took me four years to get my degree but it took me seven years to become a man it may not be the perfect man um, but it's a man that I never thought I would come I would I never thought I would become um, had no idea what, what type of man I was going to be, um, but here I am, or there I was in 2014. So, um, anyway, getting back to the to the main topic of uh, harnessing your gift. Um, what is your gift? If you know, ask yourself that. What is your gift? And if you know what it is. Um, what are you doing to harness it? Um, what are you doing to use it? 
What are you doing to maximize its potential? What patterns are you um, exercising um, to make sure that not only you get the best out of your gifts, but others? That's the main. That's the main objective. Is what are other people receiving in relation to your gift? Because I believe that we're all born to serve. Even Jesus. As, as, as much of a, a leader he was, he was a servant. He served. Um, so that's why a lot of people stress the best leaders are the best servants. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the, 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 the concept of harnessing your gift. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I just wanted to touch base on it because it's very important because that's where I'm at in my life. Uh, attempting to harness the gift that God gave me. Um, I believe that I have the gift to write and articulate my thoughts in a way that makes it compre comprehensive uh, for other people to understand, you know, comprehensive for other people. And I've always, you know, expressed myself via written word. And I used to use that solely. Like I didn't voice my thoughts until I got to college. Um, specifically after learning that class participation was a part of my grade so I had to speak you know I had no choice uh, but at the same time I found my voice I found I found my dislikes and my likes and concerns and the things that thrilled me things that scared me and I became exposed to those things in college uh, like most of us do like most of us are you know, are exposed to so many things, and then we end up finding out exactly what it what it is that that uh, we draw to. You know, as far as our interest and concern. So, um, I thought I'd mention this because I mentioned it before. Um, as far as my gift, this is how I know it's my gift because the moment I stepped outside of it, um, things happen, things that shouldn't have happened. So. Um, going all the way back to high school, I think it was 10th grade, I was writing this very provocative poem to my current, to my girlfriend at the time. And uh, I was writing it in history class, then I ended up going to art class, finished it, but my art teacher saw that I was doing something other than art. And she took that paper up, started reading it, and then she immediately asked me, who's your English teacher? And I told her. So she took it to my English teacher, and my English teacher looked at me after she read it, and she was like, yeah, I gotta tell your mom. And I was like, oh, goodness. So, you know, she ends up contacting my mom. Um, we, we, I get home, mom looks at me, and she says, do you still have the poem? And I did, I had it in my pocket. And then she says, read it to me. And I was like, hmm. And she was like, read it to me. And that was one of the most difficult things I ever had to do. I couldn't even get past the first stanza. Like, I couldn't do it. So uh, she said, I said, Mom, I can't do it. I said, so it's okay. You do know you're in punishment, right? I said, yes, ma'am. Um, but the beautiful thing Mom mentions, even to this day, she never told me to stop writing. Um, because she, she said that, uh, she informed me. I said, CJ, how did I know that you were going through certain things unless I wrote your poems I know your journal entries I didn't know and that was the only way I knew is by reading your writing so that she saw the value in that and she saw the um, 
the accessibility um, towards my emotions and my experiences. And she didn't want to sever that. She didn't want to cut it. So she encouraged me to keep writing and ended up going to school for it. Probably will continue, uh, depending on where God leads me from this point on. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But the th but that's the thing. I can't stop writing. I, I write um, in, in, in many different capacities, whether it's emails at work, um, writing for this podcast, writing um, for my blog, uh, putting my portfolio together, uh, writing poems in general, or even writing songs, hip hop lyrics. You know, it's it's an ever flowing uh, fountain. There was a point where things were dry. I think that was like right after right after graduating college. I think. Yet I had slumped into a uh, well, I slipped into a a, a pit of depression. Um, very that was very severe, very severe, so severe that I had suicidal thoughts. Um, I didn't have the, I know this may have <laughs> taken a dark turn, turn, but it is relevant. Um, I didn't want to literally, you know, take it upon myself to end my life. So I just asked God, I said, God, if it's your will, just take me when I go to sleep. I don't want to wake up. And I meant that. And, uh, and I'm not afraid to, not ashamed to admit that. So, um, but God took that as an opportunity because I was listening and I may not have been listening to him but he presented something knowing that I would hear it so um, that's another story for another time I think I've spoken on it before but that's not uh, intended for this particular episode so uh, but getting back to the subject I'm not again I'm not gonna stay on this too long uh, title of this episode again is harness your gift now what I did is I looked up the word harness in relation to the verb tense, the action verb. And um, the definition says control and make use of, and then it says in, um, in uh, parentheses, natural resources. So control and make use of natural resources, especially to produce energy. Now. I, um, I focused on the word resources and resource is secondary um, you have your source and then you have your resource um, it's like the source of okay the, a tree is the source but a book is a resource a pencil is a resource a cutting board is a resource but the source is the tree because the resource is made up of the source and without the source the resource wouldn't exist uh, so uh, I looked at I looked at the resource as something secondary and then it says uh, what are your resources um, as in in relation to your personal gift you know what are the resources that you're using um, to harness your gifts um, so I listed mine um, I said mine are mine is a college education uh, influencers 
uh, such as professors that I've had, my mom, you know, my parents, my, my sisters, my friends, um, even stars like Common. Common, uh, the rapper, formerly known as Common Sense, is, has been the biggest influence on my writing career. My writing changed once I started listening to his music because I, I thought to myself, yo, you rap the way that I think, so I'm going to listen to you. And I've been listening to him ever since. Um, my favorite album is B. I think my second favorite album was Universal Mind Control. A lot of people didn't like that, but I did uh, because it was different. Um, even the the uh, the title track was was dope. It was very old school, and I I loved it. And uh, in common has become very versatile in his style um, over the last twenty something years. So still a fan still a fan um hip-hop music is one of my resources uh connections uh, with people that i that i know had the pleasure of of, of crossing paths with and, and sharing space with as well uh, poetry reading venues that's one of my resources and it hasn't been a lot of that lately because of covid um, but hopefully that will change i do see a few artists taking opportunities to read um, and in venues that still practice social distancing so um, hopefully I get a chance to read in public towards the, the later the latter end of the year as we get closer and closer towards you know coming back together as people you know having larger gatherings with you know, still taking precautions because this is still a, a deadly situation. So, um, blogs. I use blogs as a resource. Um, blogs is just another way for me to journal. You know, I might post a poem. I might post a thought. Uh, depends on what what um, what moves me. What compels me. So, um, and my portfolio. That's another resource. I totally overlooked that I've accumulated all of this um, material and this whole time I didn't think I had enough of it but actually I have too much like in my phone I have an iPhone and on my notes app I have unfinished pieces from like years ago like years ago and it's just it's a never-ending scroll so um, I have the material matter of fact I'm I announced um, a while back that I'm, f I'm finishing up the the manuscript of my sophomore chapbook titled side B that's S I D E N B you know the concept of a mixtape um, that's that's the direction that I'm going because I'm, I'm I'm speaking on um, a, a variety of different subjects opposed to uh, the subjects that I mentioned in Resignation, which was my freshman ch chat book that I released last year in February. I think it was February 22nd at Yoboro Cafe um, um, in downtown Augusta. There's a coffee coffee shop, really awesome coffee shop. Um, so if you guys are in town and you want to, um, to take, have a, has a, if you have a taste for some good coffee, you should, you should check them out. Oh, Yoboro Cafe in downtown Augusta. Um, 
I think the next thing that I wanted to touch base was I wouldn't even ask you, you know, what people in your life are are influencing you or helping you harness your gift. Um, in a sense, you know, for me, it's been my family, my friends, um, random people that come across my work. Again, my my work is intended to um, be very to be therapeutic because it was therapeutic to me. You know, I, I never thought about that. Maybe it's not therapeutic to somebody else. Maybe it's, it's a rude awakening. Maybe they don't like it because it may expose a truth that they're not ready to receive or or dissect. Or just maybe they're just not a fan at all. And um, that's another thing concerning your, your gift. A lot of people are not going to like it. So if you have an audience, uh, depending on whatever you do, just focus on them. Focus on the people that are listening. Um, because if not, then you're going to get caught up in disappointing people. And at the same time, you're going to disappoint yourself. So um, that's something that that um, that we as individuals have to constantly consider. Um, but I'm just going to name three people that I think um, exhibit uh, great... I, you know, exhibit this great illustration of harnessing your gift. First person is William Shakespeare. And now these people I'm, 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 I'm mentioning because they have literally changed history. They have changed the way we do certain things. So going back to my list, I got William Shakespeare. Um, this guy has influenced poetry. He has influenced playwrights. He has influenced. He has influenced uh, uh, movies. He's influenced so much. Now I'm not downplaying everyone else that has uh, uh, done um, similar. Has 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 had similar attributes. You know, similar. Um, I'm sorry. Similar. Um, contributions I'm sorry has made similar contributions um, to our culture and to our society uh, but these are people that are in the one of the first people that you mention when it comes to these specific genres uh, like when it comes to writing when it comes to to, to uh, you know cinematography uh, in a sense when it like it is like a, like as far as a script you know, screenplay, it's hard not to think of William Shakespeare. Uh, the next person is Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Martin Luther King is one of the most iconic activists ever. The way that he represented the disenfranchised, um, the oppressed, um, the way he spearheaded uh, the civil rights movement, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Um, before his untimely death, um, it's very powerful. His, you know, his his quotes are still in circulation, and it's and there. It's, it's never going to stop. I mean, goodness, we we celebrate Martin Luther King Day every single year because his the gift that he had, he harnessed it so well that it was felt from different from people from different backgrounds with different perspectives. Right, so he was mad influential um, uh, to society. Um, that's for sure. Uh, and the last person, 
um, of course, is the great, the awesome, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan changed basketball. He changed the sneaker game. Uh, Michael Jordan changed the competitive nature of basketball. Of course, before him, you know, you had your Larry Bird and your Magic Johnson. But Michael, and that's the funny thing. I was never a fan. I'm probably going to get talked about because of this. But I've never really been, I was never really a huge fan of Michael Jordan. Only because I didn't grow up watching him. I grew up watching Kobe. Now, I was born in 85. But when Kobe, when Kobe hit the scene. Um, it was just very, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, it was just his energy, his tenacity, his discipline. Because around the time, what, you know, what, 2000? You know, he won his first championship. I think it was either 99 or 2000. I think it was 2000. The 99-2000 season. He won his first championship. And uh, Kobe had came to the league, I think, 97 or 98. I could be wrong. I think it was 97. I think Mulberry came in that class as well. I think Steve Nash, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. I think, yeah, I think Sharif Abdul-Rahim was a part of that class too. Ray, was Ray Allen? I think Ray Allen. Yeah, I think Ray Allen was a part of that class. I think. Maybe Allen Iverson too? I may be wrong. I think, I think Iverson came earlier. Yeah. I know I'm messing up these these stats, but anyway, these these, uh, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to exclude women, um, but these people have have changed the game, and I just wanted to use just a couple of uh, examples. Um, but you have so many people that that changed. Uh, the way that we navigate through life um, in so many different avenues. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking about Billie Jean King, you know, one of the most iconic tennis players, the most competitive uh, tennis players of all time. And she was a woman. And, man, she did mad dam- that mad damage. And if it wasn't for her, well, you know, we probably don't know where Serena Williams and Serena and Venus Williams would have come to the scene. And I'm pretty certain she was mad influential to them. So it's just hard to think about these things without thinking about the people um, that harnessed their gift, that mastered it. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Goodness. If you want to think about somebody who was disciplined, definitely Bruce Lee. Definitely Bruce Lee. I forgot to mention with each particular person is going back right quick. Like with William, William, William Shakespeare. I can't believe I'm about to say that. Uh, William Shakespeare. He had an awesome way with words. Martin Luther King Jr. Compassionate and and, and good with public speaking. And Michael Jordan. Jordan. He had resilience, persistence, and, and pure athleticism. This guy was. He made flying look easy. Um, Again, they all practice a degree of discipline. Um, I looked up the the definition for discipline, and um, I'm not trying to teach. Well, yeah, I'm gonna take this opportunity to teach. I'm going to in more depth with uh, certain words. So uh, the word discipline 
the definition is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct. Uh, now that, that concept did come from um, as far as uh, as discipline is concerned, which is something that has been difficult for, I want to say, all of us to, um, to to master at some point. But when you focus, when you focus and you narrow your scope, um, and then you do it consistently, it becomes easier. It becomes easier. So, again, uh, the, uh, the the word discipline is defined as the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct. And I think the, the, the concept of punishment that gets us in trouble is that we beat ourselves up when we fail and we make a mistake. And if you listen to the greats, when they get up in age, they acquire wisdom, they accept their failures. Because if it wasn't for their failures, um, they wouldn't have reached that point where they're like, you know what? I can learn from this. What is it that I don't want to do next time? And that comes with practice, of course. Um, but they learned, I can't do this. Because if I do this, that is going to happen. So, um, <laughs> I had wrote down disobedience. And that does make sense because you you have been telling and, and training yourself to follow a certain set of rules. And when you don't, you're being disobedient. Like if you miss um, um, practice or you miss uh, training, um, if you miss an opportunity, uh, you say to yourself, man, I shouldn't have done that. So uh, so, yeah. Uh, just this again piggybacking on this 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 overall idea of harnessing your gift um, and I guess this last question that I'll ask is what are you doing to feed your gift um, I can only speak for myself uh, what I'm doing to feed my gift is I'm currently undergoing a editing internship um, it is very challenging um, but it is worth it very worth it um, writing every day that's something I just can't help but do uh, whether I'm posting something on social media uh, writing a, a poem writing on my blog or just writing anything in general that's just something that I uh, I just it's difficult for me to stop and I think I've become so disciplined in it that when I start I know the typical routine I write it put it to the side depending on how I feel about it I write it and I read it put it to the side then I read it again then I cut the fat, put it to the side, read it again, cut more fat until it's chiseled to be exactly the way it should be. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another thing I'm doing to feed my gift is I record over tracks, which is uh, the ideal of recording, uh, writing uh, hip-hop lyrics, and I record that. Uh, I'm reading, definitely reading. Um, I just got through finishing uh, Common's memoir, his second memoir, Let Love Have the Last Word. Uh, really good book. Uh, Common was very candid with that, specifically with the relationship with his his daughter Amoye, um, which was was very touching. And on uh, Common also uh, admits to um, what is it um, uh, molestation 
when he was younger. He was he was he was molested, and um, he it was something that he had been suppressing for over forty something years, and he finally got around to just admitting to it, and he's he's uh, he's getting through it. So um, so yeah, uh, reading other people's work, such as peers, um, that helps me stay sharp. Even having people read my 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 material yeah, helps remind me um, that my eyes obviously aren't going to be the only ones uh, reading um, the material. So I have to be aware of that and um, get an understanding of what's current. So when I write, I have to be aware of of, of modern language, uh, current language, and uh, language that everybody's using in 2021 I have to be aware of that um, so yeah those, these are things that I have to think about in, in reference to harnessing my gift and I think one thing that we all have to do is continue to challenge each other to do the very best we can last but not least um, I do uh, want to say that we need to embrace the gift and remember the giver who gave you the gift? Because a gift isn't a gift unless it's given. So someone gave us these these gifts, and it's obvious um, who gave it to us. It's, the God says in His Word, "I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb." So everything that we're supposed to have and use, we're already equipped with before we're even born. So remembering the giver again source resource in this situation uh, the source is God the resource is the vessel through which the gift is displayed which is us so um, having the ability having the ability to uh, to use our gifts to the best of our ability at max capacity is our ultimate objective. Whether you're a parent, teacher, brother, boyfriend, doesn't matter. We're all put here to fulfill our purpose. Now, as far as how long that'll take, we don't know. It is a scary thought. It's a scary thought to think, yo, what if today is my last day? What if tomorrow that's going to be it? But one thing that I hope we don't do is that we don't die full of dreams. Dreams. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We don't die full of visions. We don't die with the, just the vision and no completion. No application. God gives us visions for a reason. He gives us a glimpse of what we will be, what we can be. But how we get there, we just got to trust the process. But most importantly, we got to trust him. We got to trust him. So um, I just end this by saying, um, harness your gift and embrace it. Feed into it. Enhance it. Imagine yourself being a cup full of water. And your goal 
before you leave this earth is to empty that cup. My wife, when we were dating, she used to repeat that she wants to die empty. And I get it now. Everything that God put in me, he poured into me before I was born so that I can empty it. So that I can empty it. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about God using you. He doesn't have to. He wants to. That is the big difference. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. And I believe he wants to use me. So, hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. This is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Um, and we, uh, we were discussing the concept of harnessing your gift. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.